0: Hello, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Liam Greco, but you know me better as LGG. As you may know, the W Gold Cup started yesterday with teams from CONCACAF and CONBAL, which is the South American Federation's um, leaders. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about Group A, because Group A kicked off their play last night, as I'm recording this. On the 20th, they they kicked off their play with Mexico playing a very defensive-minded match versus Argentina and the U.S. crushing the Dominican Republic. I will re- cap these two matches while looking forward to the rest of the tournament and talking about these four teams and their futures within the world of women's soccer. This is a very exciting episode, and without further ado, let's get right into it. Though the scoreboard did not change very much in the Argentina-Mexico game last night, there was still plenty of drama on the field. There was 13 fouls committed by both teams and an astounding number of yellow cards, both teams played very reckless and quite frankly dirty. Argentina was constantly tripping Mexico all across the pitch. And even though Mexico was a much better team, they just could never get the flow going to get a goal. They would always get far up the pitch with a lot of brilliant passes from players Maria Sanchez and Jacqueline Elizabeth Oveje. But those two players really combined it super well on the left side. But unfortunately... Mexico couldn't finish it off, even though they had six times more shots than Argentina. I like to say that draws have three types of draws. It's not just one type of draw. There's a draw where you... Are a sad draw when you feel like you should have won. A medium draw when you think it's a fair game and it draws the fair result. And it was like a very close game. And then a happy draw when your team is losing and this is a very good result for you. And even if you're losing in the play, you're still getting the win. And I think for Argentina and Mexico, they definitely did not fit the medium in this instance. Argentina only had two shots the whole game. They played a very kick-and-run style of soccer. It was honestly really sad to watch. Like, they did not play the soccer that they should be playing, especially at the Gold Cup. And for a team that qualified for the World Cup, it was a little bit embarrassing, I must say, how they just couldn't keep the ball at all. And even the announcers were commentating about how astounding it was that they could only keep the ball for two or three passes, but they couldn't even keep it for more than that. Mexico was very creative on the ball. I loved watching how they played in interchange in the wider areas. They crushed it out there. I was very mad because... Maria Sanchez and Jacqueline Lizabeth Ovaje, someone who men United should be very mad that they did not nab in the transfer window because Ovaje is someone who's far too good to be playing in Liga MX Feminina, which is a good league, but for someone of Ovaje's talent, and I think that shine last night on Mexico's team. There are a few very, very talented players. Two, those two that I just talked about are the, probably the two best ones, but there's a very big talent gap, which is, again, something we'll get into a little bit later in this episode. It was a very fast-paced, physical, dirty game. Um, Mexico, 12 shots that they couldn't finish any of them off. They At the beginning of the game in the first half, I felt like teams weren't able to really string a lot of passes together. The flow was just really poor. Mexico created a lot of good chances that just not were finished by attackers and targets. Maria Sanchez had one ball on a free kick that was a dime in the first half. It was right on the foot of one of the center back targets, who I won't say her name, just not to shout her out because there was plenty of players in mexico who did the same exact thing multiple times throughout the game where they had perfect service from players like Ovalle and sanchez but they couldn't even get a foot on it or finish it off it was really sad there was one at the end of the game as well where there was a great through ball from Ovalle and a good ball across the six yard box but it was just hit completely wide of the goal um they created a lot of good chances but which was not the same case for Argentina, though. Um, Mexico did fine, but it was just not their day, and they should be mad that they didn't get those three points. Argentina just was kicking it up the field, and they were committing very dirty fouls. And they needed, I feel like they needed someone who was a six or even just like a pure eight who could link the play up in the middle of the pitch, because it felt like a lot of the time players like Sophie Braun had no targets, and she was getting understandably very upset because she had no one to pass to. And that's a very frustrating feeling to. I mean, in the second half, going into that half, I feel like Mexico needed to get isolating situations because that was when they were most successful. And that's how they created every single one of their chances. And they did that, to be fair. I mean, Sanchez and Ovaje were doing that for the whole first half. But I felt like in the second half, um, Karen Luna of Mexico, who plays for Club America, I believe, and the 26-year-old of Liga MX Feminino, found a lot more wide space in those right area, right sided areas, um, Cruz of Argentina, who is the other the right back on the other side um, of, I thought she did much worse than Luna did. Luna d- provided stability on that right side, whereas Cruz really just got crushed all game by Sanchez and Ovalle, and which is why I think they should be very disappointed the Mexican side to not finish from the back in the net. And I think that Corral had a pretty poor game up top. I know she scores a lot of goals for Mexico, but. I felt like yesterday, it just wasn't her day, and even when Ovalle in the first half took on four defenders on the left side, she beat all four of them, she had them dusted, They all she broke all their ankles, and that did not happen once, she did that multiple times, she's an absolute baller, Jacqueline Ovalle, but I think that Corral just literally had a simple tap in her left foot, which she could not even put anywhere that would come, you know, make the goalie's life harder, and that was frustrating for me, and I think, a lot of people are going to point to the penalty kick that was missed. Um, Bernal should have hit better. I do believe that. I think she made perfect contact with it. She just dragged it a little too far wide. But I think overall, you cannot blame this game again on Mexico because, and that one play, that one play, you cannot blame it on Re- Rebecca Bernal. It's on the whole team because they created rhythm. They had great chances. They just couldn't finish them, and they did really, they did what I think I wanted to see in those 1v1 areas. They got a lot of opportunities centrally because of this, as it opened up runs in the box, but they just couldn't finish off the opportunities, which is, again, those slim margins can cost people three points. Even though Mexico dominated the whole run of play, they just really didn't finish their chances, and that's what cost them to lose, unfortunately, and lose those three points, rather. They still got one point, which, um was not the result they would have wanted um so now that we've talked a little bit about the game i want to talk about the rest of the tournament and looking you know past this game what what do you all what do i think rather about so this whole side so i think like if Looking at the top five players, this is quite easy for me. I mean, Maria Sanchez and Jacqueline Elizabeth Ovaje are the two players who are just standing heads and shoulders above everyone else. That honestly last night and it really showed me. And that sucks that they are two left wingers because they need help in every single other position on the pitch. I thought the goalkeeping was actually good yesterday for Mexico, which is a position I think had they've struggled with. Gonzalez has been their goalie for a while. She didn't get the knot in net last night, and I don't think she was called up for this tournament either. But in general, I think Ovalle um, and Sanchez really just put the same position, which is why it was so nice to see how they weren't just taking away from each other. They were working so nicely together and they were doing interchange and they could like switch sides and one would be more attacking based and one would play from deeper areas and would switch all match. And it really caused Cruz on the right side for Argentina to get crushed and dominated all game. It just I wish for the Mexico team that they could have had someone like Ordoniaz, who I wish they had subbed in much earlier to finish off the chances, but Sophie Braun did a great job last year. Back there, and should you've done a good job last year in the Liga MX femenil, And she'll hopefully do good this season for Kansas City Current. But I'll get into Argentina later. This is about Mexico right now. Um, Ordonez is someone who's a proven goal scorer, though she had the sophomore slump that I talked about in two episodes ago and talking about 24 players to look for this season in the NWSL. I think Ordonez is just a proven goal scorer, and she's one of the only players in the, this Mexico team. Callie Martinez is not called up. Don't ask me why. I'm not the Mexico coach. That was a puzzling decision, but. Either way, She's the only proven goal scorer on this roster. I thought Corral had a really poor game, and that happens. I mean, as a USA fan, we've all seen Alex Morgan go through her slumps from time to time. Great to see her get on the goal scoring sheet last night, but um, Corral, someone who I still have on this top five player list, just, she just didn't finish all her chances, and that's okay, and though they will not be happy about that, she's someone who can still get the ball in the back net. It's just, I felt like last night, the game didn't really suit her style of football, which is why they should have switched to Ordonez much sooner in the game. I know she was on minutes or but still, not happy about that. Rebecca Bernal is someone who missed the penalty, but she was a rock back there. Um, Espinoza is someone I literally highlighted in the first half as well. I didn't add her in the top five players, but I fought on that left side, she was just a solid anchor. Their defense, I was very impressed with. Tall, big, strong players. I think they just needed more Sanchez and more Ovalles on the pitch if they were going to win that match yesterday. Um... So they create a lot of chances, which I think was a good thing looking back on match day one for Mexico. And they know that against the Dominican Republic, the defending and will be less of a problem for them. Obviously, Dominican really struggled yesterday, unfortunately, against the U.S. for their side. But I think Mexico, they created 12 shots against Dominican. They're going to have a lot more. And I think they only really need to get one in the back of the net to beat the Dominican Republic. Because we know the Dominican... Ha- are not the most goal-scoring, fretful team. So I think it's good to look back on that match and think about how they created chances and then also know the negatives of how they didn't finish those chances and look back on that. Because I honestly thought that on that last play, I, when, I, when I got the ball on the left side, I was like, she's going to look for Ordonez, She's going to look for Ordonez." I think she got on Ordonez's head. Ordonez hit it over the bar. But again, those connections and those patterns are forming now. And I think Ordonez hopefully she'll be able to play more minutes by their next match on Friday against Dominic and Republic because Ordinez will have a field day and get so many opportunities up top if she can get in the right positions. Looking forward to those future games, just in general, I think not past the Dominican Republic, obviously, Mexico is going to play the U.S. After in the last game of the group stage, and that's going to be a really hard game. For them, I think they're going to really have to rely on ind- individual brilliance because I'm going to be honest, I felt like the other side of the pitch and the center of the midfield was really lacking from Mexico yesterday. I felt like they needed someone who was a strong anchor, the anchor that was provided for the U.S. team yesterday by players like Corbin Albert in the center of the park yesterday and Liv Moultrie, who are two players I've loved watching develop at such a young age. But overall, I felt like... Mexico had good players in the back of the field. I thought they were quite confident in possession. They played their way out of a lot of areas, which is something you'll need to do against the U.S. And I I will say, the U.S. are going to have a much higher press and much stronger press than Argentina. Dominican, not so much. They'll probably sit back in a more relaxed formation. And yeah, I think for those next two games, they're going to have very two different strategies. Mexico, on the next game, they're going to be much more on the front foot, where it's vice versa. It's going to happen in the third game of the group stage. Overall, Mexico need to get three points in the third game, second game of the group stage so that by the third game, they know that they can still lose and go through. Because remember, the top two third place teams out of the three groups will also progress along with the first and second place teams. So looking to the end of this tournament, I think Mexico have a good chance of getting out. I think their team is quite talented in a lot of areas. And I think they have some star players who can kind of really help carry the offense like Ovalle and Sanchez and just looking past this whole tournament in general I think it's important to take this tournament obviously with a caveat because it's just one tournament and obviously the gold cup isn't end-all be-all it's a great way of looking at this team and seeing where Mexico is right now. But I think it really shows you we need to see more young talent from Liga MX Feminil getting tested in these games. And I think that's another reason why it was so fun getting to see Luna on the pitch yesterday. But it just felt like up top, I would have loved to see players like Mari Carmen Rea, someone from Tigres, someone like her who's been playing well at club form and getting those goals that she would have liked to see um, yesterday, honestly, for the Mexican national team, but hopefully for Mexico, they can get her into more chances where she can get into matches because I think they need Marika Reyes is someone who is just so good in general at feeding the ball to her other forward player, which we saw last season for Tigres in Liga MX, but she's also someone who can finish her herself. And I think it would have been nice to see in this camp, or at least... I haven't looked too much at the rest of Mexico's roster, but if they could just look at seeing if there's any other young forwards that they could test against Dominican, I would love to see if they could get some new forwards in there, like Ordonez, hint, hint, coach of Mexico, um, to get a new change up. And I think overall, this team is a young future. Liga mx 5 is one of the most exciting leagues for young prospects, though I did say Ovalle has outgrown that league because she's the star there. I think she needs more competition. I think League MX is still in a great league for these young players to develop and it's such an exciting and fun brand of football to watch and I love watching those matches. Club America Tigres, top, top, clubs that these players are getting to develop at. And it's so exciting to see players like Jenny Hermoso and Tamika Plana getting paid what they're worth at Tigres because Tigres is raising the standard for women's football globally, not just in Mexico. So it's great to see how the Mexican women's national team is kind of following suit with the club there, but I would like to see a little bit more progression from Mexico leading into the next World Cup cycle as they hope to qualify for that one, failing to qualify for the last two World Cups. Um, moving on to Argentina, I think that they have a lot of top players. Mariana de Roquete is someone who's been a solid player globally, and she has played for numerous clubs in the NBCL like Kansas City, Current, and Orlando, with some time actually also spent in Liga MX Feminil. She's a player who's great on the half turn, good at receiving the ball in that with her back to goal and in spaces that aren't exactly super attacking friendly but just getting out of them she's a really small player but she's very creative and I think they really didn't see enough of her yesterday on the field for Argentina's sake is they needed someone up top that could be more creative in addition Sophie brought another NWL player who I thought was really impressive uh, just a rock back there she was one of the tallest players on the pitch even during the national anthem you could see how she was towering over all her teammates just a rock of center back for the current they'll be thrilled to see that they can add her in there as she's someone who they can add to a defense that was a little bit depleted last year, but in general, for international level, Braun is going to be someone that this team is going to rely on for years to come. Um, still a young player. Then we have Yemelia Rodriguez, someone who did get injured multiple times during the game yesterday. I thought she was a key player. At the World Cup, she did quite nicely. I think she got an assist at the World Cup, which shows her talents creatively, and I think it'll be good for the Mexican team if she can get more opportunities on the half turn to really get into open space, if she's someone who really would like to see those opportunities. Me- Mexico limited those yesterday, but Argentina snuck through at the end, and I thought they were going to get through on the breakaway, just some heavy touches there from one of their young forwards. But I think Rodriguez and Roquete they need to get more touches, and I think in general, as a team, Argentina is going to have to work on that, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um... Uh, Eliana Stab- Stabile. She's someone who's played for Santos FC in Brazil. She's just someone who I thought was just a solid fullback. I don't think that Argentina had the quality, honestly. Those three, the first three that I mentioned were the three, honestly, that I felt like deserved to be here. Stabile was just someone I threw in there. I thought she was solid yesterday. She didn't play amazingly, but she did held it down back there. And I felt like a lot of the attack from Mexico came down the left side that was threatening, which shows how... Stabile held her own on that right side, Uh, yeah, right side, and was really, left side for her, but right side for Mexicans' attackers, and yeah, I thought she did a nice job. They really, Argentina in general, played long balls all game. Braun was kept on, whenever she got the ball, she would, I was kind of disappointed. She didn't really play with the ball at her feet a lot. She was very willing to just throw it up the pitch, which, um, not literally with her hands, obviously, but, you know, you get the idea. I think, though, I would have liked to see her and her teammates be less concerned about the counterattack and we're just concerned about keeping the ball because eventually it just ended up every single ball kept in going to Mexico's goalkeeper or Bernal on that back line and I just felt like it was wasted opportunities. You could have just held possession a little bit more and tried to rely on the creativity that your side has and link up, but that was a disappointment for me that they didn't get to do it. I mean and just really no tempo. There was, they didn't get to do anything on the pitch because they had no tempo. They couldn't control the ball or string multiple passes together at all. I felt like they didn't really play the Argentina football that we saw at the Men's World Cup. And though you should never compare men's and women's teams together just because they're completely separate entities, Argentina for their whole history has a style and a, Conductive style of creativity, and I felt like that was just really lacking for me. Um, their next match against the U.S. and they didn't get any chances really against Mexico. I think they'll get even less, which I don't know how that would be possible to be honest against the U.S. The U.S. rested a lot of starters yesterday, uh, went in for a lot of young players who, to their credit, played incredible. But Argentina is gonna have really struggle. I don't really think and I can say it more optimistically than that. I think they need to look towards that game against the Dominican Republic to hopefully run the score up and have a better goal differential if they finish third eventually. But I think it's gonna be honestly the US are gonna win all three games and Dominican gonna lose all three and it's just gonna be fighting between Mexico and Argentina for that automatic qualification to knockout stages. But Argentina is gonna hopefully be able to express that creativity and freedom in their last group stage game against Dominican, which I think will be a good outlet for them because they'll be able to have to finally be able to open up their side and be more risky on the attack as they felt like they were a little lenient and pushing forward. And it's definitely going to be the case on Friday against the U.S. Um, in general, I think the team has a lot of good old players like Leroguete and Rodriguez who have been stables. Um, speaking of stables, Stabile, uh, Eliana Stabile is another player I should add in that mix, who Huns- been stables, no pun intended, of this team for a while. I think we need to just mix it up, see a little bit more different, something more slash different from this team. And I love to see some more young players like Sophie Braun, who's not young exactly, but you know, in that mid 20s range, just get opportunities in these next few games, especially against Dominican, which will be in a must-win game, yes, but they also have to treat them like serious competition, even though they should be rotating and letting some other players get the chance to show their quality and shine on the pitch. In general, I just think outside of this tournament, Argentina needs to focus on developing more young players because I was really underwhelmed with how they played yesterday. I think they should be ashamed with the way that they put their foot on the pitch yesterday. And I think though we can acknowledge how Argentina didn't play their best, we can also not criticize them and understand that it was the beginning of the tournament. And hopefully for Argentina, they'll continue to let more young players get their talents be shown to the world and get... into a situation where they can create more opportunities offensively and allow their team to shine in the W Gold Cup this year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Women's Soccer Podcast. If you want to hear about the USA versus Dominican Republic game, listen to our next episode, which will be episode 61. And we'll do the same exact format essentially as this episode, but just talk about the different match. Overall, I'm so happy that the W Gold Cup is here, as it's a great, fun competition. If you want to watch it, you can watch it on ESPN and Paramount+. But I'm just overall really happy that the Gold Cup is on. Now it's happening every single day and it's really great. So you can watch every single day. All matches are on Paramount Plus. So if you're an NBCL fan, you probably have Paramount Plus because that's how you watch all the games. It's you right there. So just I encourage you all to watch it was so entertaining and fun last night the matches were both so fun I didn't watch the USA game live admittedly I'm a child so I didn't stay up for the game but I watched in the morning which is another great feature of Paramount Plus and overall I'm just really happy that the Gold Cup is here because it's just such a fun tournament that gets to bring cultures and countries from all around the world and in, in this area of the world at least together that would never play against each other otherwise because not all of these teams will qualify for the World Cup and it also just gives a stage to these other teams who aren't as big like the U as the US, like these two teams we just talked about, Mexico and Argentina. So Though I do encourage you to watch, I want to say one more message. Don't just watch the games with the U.S. in them. Try and watch games of other countries and support other female athletes from all around the world. If we're all here for supporting female athletes in the U.S., we should have those same feelings for other countries. And also, the U.S. games are mostly at 10.15. So, if you want to watch an earlier game, most all the other earlier games are at 7.30. And tonight, I encourage you to watch Colombia, who were the quarter-finalists at the last World cup, take on Panama, a team who won the hearts of so many at the 2023 Summer World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Thanks so much for listening in, and remember to watch all games, not just the US game, and enjoy the amazing soccer that's being played in front of you. Peace out from your host, LTG, and see you next episode. Bye!